Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Teacher Easy Podcast with Catherine Storing. And yes, I am Catherine Storing. Oh my God, I'm so excited to come back with another episode. I am so thankful that you are enjoying um, every episode that you're reaching out. So thank you so much for doing that. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, seriously, it just keeps getting better and better and better. So make sure that you go to your favorite podcast platform, subscribe, and then take, it takes like two minutes, take two minutes to leave us an amazing review. And that way others will be able to find the podcast. And I will so appreciate it. It's not even funny. Like if you didn't give me a present, because you know, I just had a birthday in May, then this is your chance to give me a present by um, sharing the, the, the podcast and to giving us a review. I so appreciate it. Thank you so much. So today we're talking about why storytelling it's so important like crazy important and what is the best way to do that that by telling your story listen you are a faithpreneur you want to be a faithpreneur and you're trying to figure out Catherine how on earth do I share what I want to do, what God has called me to do in the kingdom, in the marketplace. How do I do that? How do I become relevant? Well, today I'm going to show you how you do that. And that is storytelling. You have got to, you must, it is imperative that you tell your story to the world. I mean, it is unbelievable and it's necessary that you do that. And I'm going to tell you why. Just yesterday, I went to the co-working space, like I do pretty much every weekend, minding my business. And it was a very interesting day. There was a lot of conversations that were had. It was a, a, a day of, you know, like when you think you are in the wrong place and you're like, okay, God, did I get ahead of myself? Did I move too fast? And, and you might be in the wrong place, okay? I know I'm talking to someone. And but what you have to realize is, me included, is that even when we are in the wrong place, we are exactly where we need to be. Even if we take a misstep, even if we move too fast or we don't move fast at all, God is sovereign. He is so amazing that in your business, even when you rush into something or if you don't take a decision when you are so supposed to, he's going to use that for your good. You know that, right? You hear me? Okay, good. So I'm at the co-working space, minding my own business, working on staff. And all of a sudden I hear someone knocking on the glass door. And it took a while because I was in the zone. When I'm working, you can be doing all kinds of things next to me. I'm going to be listening. I'm going to be looking or listening. I'm in the zone. But anyway, eventually I heard it and I looked up and it was someone with a delivery, food delivery. And I went over there and I'm like, Hey, He's like, I ordered food, somebody ordered food and the place was kind of empty and I didn't see anybody and it's a pretty big floor. So I'm like, let me go to the other side and see if somebody ordered food. So I began to walk around and finally I saw a conference room and there were people in there. So I'm like, okay, maybe they order food. So I went in and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, did you guys order food? The guy, okay, I haven't seen him in a very long time. The guy says, Catherine. And I was like, whoa, what? turns out that I given this guy a tour of the co-working space like two years ago and he remembered exactly who I was and after he said that I remember him and the funny thing is that 
Um, I did not know. I forgot what his company did. I know he told me, but I gave so many tours that I totally forgot. Anyway, so yeah, he grabbed his food. I went back to the work, the, the workspace where I was working, minding my own thing. Okay. Um, then he came, the guy came over later, he kind of reintroduced himself. And then I asked him what they did. And he told me that they do, um, startup training. Okay. They have, um, a place where you can go and learn how to, how to pitch and how to put your nonprofit together for impact. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because just this morning I was having this conversation with a friend about my nonprofit. And he's like, oh, really? And I say, yes, I have a vision to create a self-sustaining nonprofit organization in Haiti, um, which they're my neighbors. I'm Dominican. And I really want to bring unity, but I also want to bring a way for them to take care of themselves. And the way that I'm going to do it is through creating a fashion line that it is created in Haiti and then sold all over the world. And the money goes back to Haiti. And I want Haitians and Dominicans to work together because I want to bring unity. And I said, and I want to bring, um, I want to create a place where there is uh, housing and schools and churches and, and um, medical service. And I just want them to have everything they need. And I want them to have job training so they can go and create jobs for themselves and be self-sustained. That's my dream, right? And he's looking at me and he's like, oh, that's amazing. That's really interesting. People are not doing that. We even talked about micro lending, which I'm really, really excited about. And micro lending is when you can lend someone in a third world country like $300 to buy a cow or $500 to buy two goats or something. And then that produces milk and cheese and then the family can survive and like do really well. So we talked about that and he's like, wow, that's amazing. I think that's awesome. And hey, we would love for you to come and talk about uh, storytelling because we know, you know, you really love doing that and you're really good at that. And I'm like, okay, God, just a few hours ago, I was feeling like maybe I was not in the right place. I was feeling like, I don't know what I'm doing here, even though I was doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing. I was not doing anything wrong, but he had positioned me to be in the right place at the right time so I could tell my story, so I could talk to the right people. And I can be reminded that there are so many more resources out there that I can start that foundation sooner rather than later. So what does that mean to you? You're like, okay, Catherine, I don't, I don't want to have a foundation. I don't have a story like that. Um, I don't go to a co-working space. I don't meet that many people. Like, how do you want me to do this? And this is where it's very powerful. When you have a business, people like to give money, but they want to feel good about it. Like when I give my money to Panera Bread or Trader Joe's, I feel really good about it because I know the company has great values. I know that the food is amazing. It's going to be good for my body. Um, they have Wi-Fi and people that are studying or are working, get to go there. Like amazing, right? So I feel good about giving them my money. Your potential clients, they want to feel the same way. So let's say, for example, my clients hear this, this passion that I have for my nonprofit and for fashion. And if you know me, if you have seen me, you know that I'm a fashionable girl. I love everything fashion. I love things that are comfortable, but super cute. I love the bling. Like I'm all about looking our best and taking care of our temple, right? 
So that's, that's a no-brainer for people. They know me. They know that's exactly what I'm about. So imagine if they want to work with me and they want me to coach them uh, on their business and they want to monetize their business. But at the same time, they also know that I want to bring... Um, resources to Haiti and I want to bring a way for them to take care of themselves and and not just bring aid but bring a way that they can actually take care of themselves and grow and not be uh, poor but actually uh, be uh, prosperous that's that's the thing I want them to be prosperous they're my brothers and my sisters and I love them I have loved them since I was a little girl okay when they hear that they may have dreams of also doing something similar they might be related to Haiti they might be Haitians and they might have that desire and they might not be able to go to Haiti um, they might not uh, be able to um, go there and work but they might be able to support it they might be able to pray for me they might be able to introduce me to someone i mean there's so many things but there is something that's going to happen in their hearts as they know that i'm doing something that they support something that i want to do so he he makes them even more excited about working with me because they know that part of the funds part of the payments that they make to me help make my foundation happen quicker and support my desires your dream potential client they want to feel good about giving you money so what is your story did you did you used to have low self-esteem did you uh used to struggle with with weight or with an addiction did you were you abandoned or adopted and now you're helping people that are adopted or were abandoned what is your story Help people remember you. There's one thing that I posted yesterday, right after uh, the meeting with that person. I said, when you are networking, don't tell people the name of your company. Don't tell them your title because some people have some really awesome, crazy titles. They're nobody, ain't nobody going to remember that. But you know what they're going to remember? They remember your story. They remember the why, why you're doing what you're doing. They are going to remember that. So getting the habit, practice as often as you can and tell people this is who I am this is what I'm about I want to bring restoration I want to bring sanity I want to bring um, whatever it is tell your story because what happens is either they'll want to work with you or they'll know someone that needs you and needs to work with you and will probably hire you or they can support you in any other way by prayer by uh checking in on you to make sure that you're fine and whatever it may be, you never know. One thing that I will tell you also is that someone might not be able to hire you today, but life is changing so rapidly. People's lives are changing like at the speed of light. So they might not be able to help you today, uh, be able to uh, patronize your business today, but they might be able to do it um, a couple of weeks from now, from now, a month, a year goes by really fast. I mean, I cannot believe that we are already in the middle of 2019. Can you believe that? So don't, don't be discouraged if someone is not able to, or they're not ready, or they don't even need you at the time, but because you told them a very compelling story, of course, I don't have to tell you that it has to be true, right? It has to be true. I know of someone that I work with, um, she wrote an amazing book about, she lost her son. So she has a company now, and now she wants to help people 
that have a story to tell and they don't know how to share that on social media. So she can talk about her company and her and, and what she does and how she does it. And that's not that exciting. But if she tells a story about, hey, I lost my son and I wrote a book because I couldn't find a book about that. And, and I'm telling that, I'm sharing that because people need to know how to cope with that. And now I want to help other authors, other people in ministry or they have a faith-based business. I want to help them tell their story, get the word out so they can also thrive and help other people. Now, which do you think is going to do better? Her telling people what features and what programs she has or telling them that she has a story to tell? Which one? The story, the story sells every single time. The story connects. The story connects. It is all about connecting with your audience. I, I always tell people, you want to make a connection with people. I, I remember when I first didn't know what I was doing a long time ago, I will try to go places and try to collect as many business cards as possible, which of course I never follow through. I didn't do anything with them, but I made no connections. Do you know what I do now? I go to the events and I am genuinely interested in people. I ask them questions. I connect with them and I make sure that they're heard. I make sure that I'm paying attention to them and I'm not scanning the room to see who else, who more important I can connect. And can I tell you that I have made lifelong friendships, business connections, ministry connections because of that, because I have been committed to connect with people and to hear the story. And then when I have an opportunity to share my story as well, if you don't know how to do storytelling, listen, you're missing out. You need to figure that stuff out. You need to learn how to tell the story. I tell my students all the time, or my clients when they work with me one-on-one, um, -on -one, that um, you cannot tell your story until every single thing that's ever happened to you. Like I have gone places and, you know, I tell them, so what do you do or what are you known for? Or like I sometimes I say, what's your superpower? And they'll go ahead and, and they'll tell me, everything that's ever happened to them. Like they'll tell me all kinds of negative stuff that happened a long time ago that has nothing to do with why we are at the event or what they're even about. And I always wonder, why will you choose to tell me the worst day of your life? Why are you telling me something that is not where you are now? Like the past is the past. So you need to even learn how do you tell that story? So even like that person that I was telling you about that she lost her son, when she meets people, you know, that happened a while ago, there is a way to say that that is not a downer, that is not a bummer, that's going to make people cry. There is a way to honor that memory. There's a way to say it in such a way that, you know, lets people know that she has done the work, that she's healed and that she's doing something that is helping other people. So his death is just not going to be in vain. in vain. She's actually using it to help herself and help other people as well. So when you tell your story, you need to know what elements of the story need to be told. You don't tell people a whole bunch of stuff. You don't go and tell them, well, you know what? Well, I was born in Main Street, but now it's called North Main Street because in, in 1825, like ain't nobody got time for that. When you tell your story, you need to do it in such a way that people are on their edge of their seat or they're leaning forward if you're standing and they'll ask you questions. Like you want to lead them down a path. You want to take them down a place where they're like, tell me more or like, and what happened next? That's when you know you got them. When they say, tell me 
more instead of like, like you tell them every single detail that happened to me two weeks ago. Uh, I had a meeting and somebody wanted to collaborate with me and they turned me off so much because first of all, they did not ask for my feedback. They did not give me any time to speak and they just told me too many details. And I know they're passionate about their thing, their project. I get it. And they really want my help. They want to partner with me. But listen, my time is precious. I got places to go, people to see. I got things to do. So he used up all the meeting time. Like literally I was like yawning and almost falling asleep. The person didn't even notice because they were so into their own story. Don't be so enamored with your story that you forget your audience. You have an audience. So when I'm working with different people, different companies, and they, and they want me to help them with their website and their message. And I'm like, okay, what's the story? Let, let me tell, give me this story. And then as I help them weave what stays, what goes, what needs to be added, what needs to be tweaked. I'm not talking about lying, but I'm talking about how do you tell your story in such a way that is relevant? Can I, can we just talk about that for a second? I know so many people that they're like, well, that's my story, Catherine. That's the way it needs to be told. Yes, that is your story. I understand. However, what parts of your story are relevant? Now, I could have told you many things about myself when I was telling you my story, but I chose, okay? I chose the things that were relevant. Like I told you that I'm into fashion. Why did I do that? Because the nonprofit that I want to have, that I'm that I'm creating is, is fashion-based, okay? Because it's something that I'm really passionate about. It. I'm actually known for it. That's like something that if you spend any time with me, you're going to look at my arm. You're like, okay, she's got arm candy. And I mean, I got probably 30 bracelets on, on a, on a, on any given day and, um, necklaces. Oh my God. Don't even get me started. So when you meet me, when you are, I'm in your presence, you know that I'm into fashion, that I understand it, that it is my passion. So when I tell you that my nonprofit, why wouldn't I tell you that part? Because if, if you met me and I didn't, I didn't look all kinds of fine, or if you met me and you're like, okay, she needs help. She needs a, a fashion designer. She needs a personal stylist. She needs something. She needs Jesus. Like her stylist is Yankee. It's all messed up, right? And, and then I told you, oh, you know what? Um, I'm into, I want to do this, this nonprofit, and I really want it to be self-sustaining, and they're going to do a fashion line, and they're like, well, we hope that you hire a designer for that thing. We hope that you, you get someone that knows style. But when I tell you that I'm passionate about it and then I tell you how I'm going to do it and how it relates to me, you're like, okay, this is going to be successful because I can tell that you care. This is going to be successful because it's putting all your skills in, uh, to, the, to, the, to the task. You're able to use them all in the right way. It is the same thing with you. When you choose to share the right elements. Our stories have elements. And even um, another tip that I will give you is how are you telling your story? How are you telling your story? Where do you begin? Do you begin uh, in the beginning? Do you begin in the middle? Um, let me tell you what I did. I wrote my first novel in 2016, in the summer of 2016. It's a love story, of course, because I love love. And it's set in Haiti. And it is like a foreshadow of what's going to happen there. And I wrote this in 2016. I haven't released it yet, but it's coming. So I wrote this and it is just, and I kind of lost my turn of thought there. Why am I, why was I telling you about the story that I wrote? Um, it will come to me. But anyway, 
I'm using all my gifts. I think that's what it was. I'm using all my gifts. So the the story that I wrote is is is, is based on um, two missionaries that meet a man and a woman, and they're 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 not together. They're not a couple, but they're doing God's work, and they meet, and they get to do this amazing um, work in Haiti, and they meet, and of course, they fall in love, and it's amazing. But I'm doing that knowing that God is a God that a God of collaboration and I'm sharing that novel. So when I meet people and I tell them that I wrote a novel, uh, it's set in Haiti and it is foreshadowing the work that I'm doing. They get excited. They keep asking me, so when is this novel coming out, Catherine? Like we, we have heard about it for the longest time. We've seen the cover. We're so excited. What's the deal, girl? And um, that's actually coming very soon. I'm working on uh, finally doing the edit. I remember. Thank you, Jesus. I remember. When I started the novel, okay, I started in the middle of a story. I'm so excited for you guys to read this novel. It is amazing. It's called The Conversations. It is so powerful. I started, I opened the opening scene. It's something very stressful is happening and you don't know what's going on because I dropped you right in the middle. I get people, I get, I get them from the first page. They're like, okay, what is this? What is happening? I need to know what happens next. Why did I do that? Because I want them to turn to the next page and the next page and the next page. I need them to. There are some people that love, uh, you know, this Christian romance. I don't know if you knew that, but that is a genre of books where there are love stories, but they don't have any funky business or anything. And, you know, anybody can, can, can read the book. So they love um, love stories. They might not be Christian. But I'm gonna get them. But I don't start preaching. I don't start with scripture. I start with the with the the conflict. I start with what started everything, and then I go into the story. And then there's uh, you know there is messages and I mean passages and there there's um um teaching inside. But I don't start with that because I want I want to get them. I want them to be intrigued. I want them to get be excited about it. I want them to buy into the story. I want them to love the two characters and they're amazing. I love them so much. That's the power of storytelling. What have, what have I been doing this whole time? I've been telling you stories. Now you're like wondering, okay, what is this novel? I love love stories. I love the Lord. Uh, I love traveling. I love um, short mission trip. I need to know more about this. And it's not even out yet. I'm not selling it to you. There's no even way to pre-order it. That's not the point. The point is that I'm building that excitement and that desire in your mind. So by the time it comes out, you're going to be like, oh my God, I need this in my life. I need this in my life. Are you with me? It is very, 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 very important that you understand that storytelling is everything. If you know the best preachers, the best speakers, they're storytellers. And my favorite one of all, Jesus, oh my God, he was the best storyteller. That's how he taught parables. What do you think parables are? Parables are stories. And if you want to connect with people, you want to speak their language. And that's what he did. If you read the, 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 the New Testament, it's all him telling stories. And he said, there was one a man and there was one a father and there was one a fisher. Like all he did was relatable stories. He, I mean, he knows the Bible. He could have expanded a lot on the, New, on the Old Testament, but he didn't do that. No, he shared 
something that they could relate. And then he will go back and, and tell scriptures and all of that. But at first, he told something that everybody could relate. So, hey, if storytelling is good for Jesus, you best believe that storytelling is good for us too. Learn how to do it. If you don't know how to do it, pick up a book. Um, do Take one of my, 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 my workshops. Pick up one of my books. Um, reach out and let's talk about your story and how you can tell it in such a way that it can be monetized. But not only that, that it can reach the people that it needs to. Listen, people need to hear your story. People need to hear your story. People need to hear your story. I'll say it one more time for the people in the back. People need to hear your story. Get over yourself. Figure out how to say it. Get clear on it and start. You're not going to be, be really great right away. You're going to fumble a little bit and that's okay. It's like when I started cooking, um, when we, uh, we, were, we were growing up back in the DR, my father once opened a, um, like a, not a convenience store, but it was like a little, like a little, little variety store and it had like different cosmetics and stuff. So my mom, well, my dad still had a regular job and my mom had to go and tend to the, to the store. So one day, off, right, like one day she just said, okay, you're cooking now for the family. And she left to the store and she left me. And my dad was coming from work and maybe it was summertime because I was home. And... I was cooking and now I've been watching my mom cook for a long time, but I was not paying attention to learn. I was just there and I knew how to, I knew how to use spices. I knew how to put the ingredients together. However, presentation and like uh, cutting chicken, like back home, at least when I was growing up, you would buy the whole chicken and then you have to cut, cut it up. When I tell you, when I finished with that chicken, there were pieces of chicken that nobody in the world has ever seen before. I was like, what is this piece of chicken? It tasted delicious. It didn't look so good. It smelled right. So the more I cooked, the more days, because my mom was out. She was like, you're cooking, you know? And the more I made it, now I'm like an accomplished cook. I don't call myself a chef because I did not go to cooking school, but I did work with a chef for six months. So I'm an, I'm an accomplished cook. I can cook you anything all day long. But when I started first, oh my God, it was a hot mess. Like I remember I was so nervous. I was making soup one day and I was making rice on the side. Like that's what we do. That's a whole Dominican thing. You, you make soup and then you make white rice on the side. It's delicious. Try it next time you cook. Anyway, I was so nervous to do it right that I put the, the rice in the soup, which actually worked out. It made it, more, it made it thicker and it actually worked out, but it was not meant to be that. But I was so nervous because I did not really know what I was doing. But the more I experimented, the more I was willing to show up, to show up and stand in front of that stove and just pray and say, Jesus, help me. I need to cook for these four people, me included. And I don't know how this is going to turn out. And the more I did it now today is one of my favorite things to do. Being in the kitchen, oh my God. But it didn't start that way. I was never... Um, a storyteller like I am now. I, I didn't start this way, but the more I did it, the more I did it, the better I became and the more natural it came to me. And the more I came to understand that it is a gift from God that I get to share other people. I mean, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm a writer. I just finished yesterday another ghostwriting project for a, a pretty high profile pastor. 
And why did I get that gig? Because I'm a storyteller. I tell stories is what I do. And I'm able to do it in such a way that um, it just works. It's just a gift. I'm not even bragging on myself because I can't. It's not my own gift to brag about. God is telling you today. This is confirmation.com. I'm not in the business of selling. I'm in the business of confirmation. Can I get an amen? And what God is telling you today reminding you, confirming to you, you need to tell your story. You have been pushing, you have been trying the hard way and you don't have to do that anymore. That is an easier way. Uh, Make sure that you follow me on social media so you can see me when I do my story time. I don't do it as often as I did before because I'm really busy. But once in a while, like I did on, on uh, a couple of days ago, the last day of the month to close out my, my month celebration, um, I did another story time and it was powerful because I told, I told my testimony. That's what I did. And then I taught afterwards, but I started with the story. And um, just watch. Uh, you can go to YouTube as well under Catherine's story and you'll find many videos. I tell stories about, just like I told you the story about what happened at the co-working space, I told anything that happens to me. I always tell people, be careful what you do to me or say to me because, unless it's in confidence, of course, uh, anything that happens can and will be used in a book or in a story time, just FYI. So I just always let people know that. Um I'm always telling stories, so make sure that you follow me so you can see how I do it. Like I said, pick up one of my books, um, connect, send me a DM, and let's see how I might be able to help you in your business, with your story, with your website, with your copy, with your systems, with everything. This is the season where God's people step out and are not only successful, but are prosperous. That's what I want for me. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for the people in Haiti and the DR. That's what I want for God's people anywhere and everywhere in the world for us to be successful. Tell your story because you never know who's listening. You never know who might be able to come alongside of you, bless you, support you with financial um, resources, with prayer, with connections, with introductions. You just never know who is ready, already looking for you and hoping and praying that someone will take it on and they just want to be a partner. Are you with me? I I got this uh, while I was in a Bible study today and I had to share it with you. I'm like, okay, God, I need to record this podcast. I I don't even have the time to to get home. I'm going to to a wedding. And before I got ready, so I'm giving you my my get ready time. Um, Good thing that I got ready quickly. Um, I needed to drop this in your spirit because it is that important. It is T-I-M-E. It is time for you to tell your story, to tell it well, to tell it with authority, to tell it with excitement, to tell it with passion, and to tell it from the heart. Like You don't have to be polished. You don't have to uh, pretend and be a storyteller like somebody else. Like, you know how I do it? I talk, this is the way I talk. When you meet me, this is me. Like, I spell things out. I understand. That's just what I do. I don't have any, I don't haven't seen anybody else do it. This is just how I talk. And I say T-I-M-E time. And I say, God's about to bless you, you know? And I say those things. And this is my style. You don't have to do it like me. You might have a different style. You might have it where you are bilingual go ahead and do that there are people that love to be bilingual and and if your followers are bilingual go ahead and do that if you want to do it in um in a more formal way please if you want to be more scripted whatever works for you you don't have to be me but what you need to know is learn how to be a storyteller of your life and your business and you need to start doing it now like n-o-w now like ahora 
You, you just got to stop waiting for the perfect time. This is the perfect time. This is the due season that people are looking for you. They're looking for you. They are trying to Google you. And when they Google you, you're not coming up because you haven't put your stuff out there. And it is high time. Do you hear me? It is high time that you get to the front and you share your story and you do it with compassion, with authority, and you do it often. And you do it to you do it so often that when you go places, people say, okay, this is her story. This is what she does. This is what God called her to do. And this is why she wants to do it. You need to help her. That's what you want. You want to get to that point where people might not remember your name, but they remember your calling. They might not remember your business, but they know why you do it. They might not remember what you look like, but they might even when they tell you your story and say, there's this woman and she does A, B, C, D. And you're like, that's me. And they're like, okay, good. I heard that story from so-and-so. I've been looking for her. And then you have that business deal, that you have that conversation, that transaction that you have been praying for and looking for. Listen, God is amazing. God is a God of miracles. God is a God of connections. God is a God, uh, he's an on-time God if I ever seen one and he wants to bless you in a tremendous, tremendous way. And God is a God of recycling. He doesn't just recycle. uh, He doesn't just bless one person. He blesses everybody and their brother. And he wants to bless you and bless you richly. Allow him to use you and allow him to use, um, to bless all the other people at the same time. I believe that we are on a rapid, um, deliverance and a rapid ascension, um, promotion and a rapid promotion season. And God is doing tremendous things through his people in the marketplace. Listen, you may have a business and you're like, Oh, Catherine, but I don't have a ministry. If you have, if you have a business and you are a woman of God, you have a faith-based business. You might not be talking about it and preaching and using scripture like I do and, and talk the way that I do, but you're called to the marketplace. And because you're there, it becomes a faith-based business. Because you are transacting the way that you're supposed to in a God-honoring way, it's a faith-based business. I'm telling you, storytelling is one of the best skills you are ever going to learn. Um, You don't know how many times I get pulled into places that I have no business in the natural. I have no business being in, but because of the gift, it makes room for me. And I want the same for you. I want your story, your gifting to make room for you. Because when he does, oh my God, when the floodgates of heaven open this month, it's going to be like nothing you have ever seen before. It's going to bless your whole entire life. Oh my God. So that is the power of storytelling. Let me know which story you like the best. Let me know if you relate to my story um, with the nonprofit. Let me know if that's ever happened to you that you tell people you meet somebody one day and then years later they meet you and they remember you and they remember what you do. Oh my God, it's amazing. I'm telling you, it is T-I-M-E time for you to share your story and share it with others. So go ahead, share this podcast episode with someone. They need to hear this. They need this encouragement. Oh my God, they need this encouragement. Go ahead and share this broadcast, um, this broadcast, this podcast and tag me on it so I can say hello, so I can give you a shout out. And don't forget that you're able to send us audio messages. It's super duper easy to do. Go ahead and do that because I might feature you in an upcoming podcast when I'm not traveling like I'm traveling today. God bless you. 
Thank you so much for listening. Remember that I love you, that I'm rooting for you, and I will see you super, super duper soon.